Well, guess what? We're back and we want to welcome you to the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. Hey everyone, my name is Dawn and I'm sitting here with my husband, Travis, and we are the hosts of the Loving the Fight Podcast and it's so fun to be back with you guys today. We are and we love to connect with you guys who are listening, but we also love to talk about marriage. We love to talk about life. Yep. And living life and enjoying life. And today's podcast, I'm really excited about. We've got a fun topic that is super relevant to every single marriage and couple listening right now. Man, it's been a great last couple of weeks. I've really enjoyed it. Yeah, you know what? We hit the jackpot. We found the most amazing Asian restaurant. Like, we love it. I think it's Vietnamese, but it's called KVET. But they, I think, pronounce it Quaviet. Quaviet. So we've been pronouncing it wrong. They have Minnesota's best egg rolls. Like these egg rolls are just packed with meat. And then you dip them in that fish sauce. You know, don't smell it because it's kind of smelly. You know, it's stinky. It is. But, it is. Man, it's incredible food. But the I just get the chicken fried rice. So a basic dish. It's massive. It feeds me for like three days, and it's incredible. It's the flavor. so good. Oh, and those great. egg rolls yep. are just one heaping pile of deliciousness. I think they're like four pounds a piece. Of course, I'm exaggerating, but those egg rolls are not only voted the best in the state, they actually serve them at the Minnesota State Fair, which is one of the largest, if not the largest state fair in the whole United States of America. You know, something funny about us, when we like something, we want to share. (laughs) So we found this not that long ago, and then we have brought a couple other couples with us. And now I think it's become many people's favorite restaurant. It's incredible. There's, I think, three locations in Minnesota, but it's not that far away. And you guys, if you live in Minnesota, check out, how do you say it again? Caveat or Quaviat. Quaviat is what they say. And even if you don't live in Minnesota and you fly here on a trip and you're at the Mall of America, man, head over to Northeast Minneapolis on Johnson Street. You're not going to regret it. It is so good. And those meals are incredible. But, you know, we also took some trips. We went to a few different places over the last couple weeks. We went to a place we had never been to before, and that is Southern Missouri. And we even took two day trips down into Arkansas. Yeah, that, we had never been there. And never. And it was so interesting and so fun. And there wasn't a drop of snow or oh, ice on the great. ground. We actually just went Beautiful. down there to kind of escape the snow that we've had. You guys, we've had so much snow this year. But we went down to the to play. We didn't really necessarily go to try to be entertained. We wanted to just be outside. So we found pickleball courts. We found disc golf, you know, places that we could play. We climbed. We did everything we could possibly do outside, like nonstop. And we went to a show, or I should say a couple of shows, but really wanted, like you said, Don, to spend time outside. And one of the best experiences that we had, it was actually one of our day trips going down into Arkansas. We went to a, a, a town called Bentonville, Arkansas. And when we got there, we heard about this chapel or this church in the woods. And actually, our friends had been there just a few days earlier, our friends from Minnesota. And so we liked uh, their pictures and liked the sound of what this chapel was like. So we went to go take a look we at did. it. It was gorgeous. Unbelievable. We were the only ones in the parking lot. We walked through the woods into this chapel. We opened the doors and it was glorious. Yeah, it was like, I truly. just wanted to stop and pray in this chapel all day long. I think it was so 
Beautiful. Yeah, and part of why was because the whole chapel is literally made of glass. Now, it has a wood structure on the inside but that, that might be holding up the glass, but when you're inside this wood chapel in the woods, it looks like, or I should say glass chapel, it looks like you're in the woods. Yeah, like there did. is no yeah. wall. There are no walls around you. And so it's incredibly beautiful. But the moment you walk through those massive wooden doors... It just is this incredible, peaceful yep. sound and this glorious music. It and, was awesome. Yeah. And for me, it was obviously the perfect opportunity for a dance. And I, we talk about that. I just like dancing. I like it when you twirl me. And so I'm like, man, there is no one in here. Now is the time for us to just dance. And we did. No one we was, did. It was beautiful. Oh, so Super, good. Just romantic. Our own private moment, yeah. little dance studio, our dance uh, floor. And man, that really made for a great trip. But we loved Southern Missouri, the Ozark Mountains in Arkansas. Lots and lots of fun. Ate way too much food. Ate our Krispy Kreme donuts. Oh, yeah. Man, was that a good yep, time. That was good. Now, as I think back to that chapel in the woods and the architecture and the just the gorgeousness of it, it makes me think of our love for, uh, you know, buildings and houses and just the way that structures can be made so beautifully and especially yeah, houses yep. were kind of HGTV nuts. I think we could watch just about any HGTV show oh, I if love it them pops all. on. I love them oh, all. they're any so good. Any type of renovation, making something that looks rough, making it prettier or just making it unique. That's We're drawn to stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I think it's because houses are amazing, aren't they? I mean, we love houses. We love renovating them, decorating them, and of course, living in them. I would say that the house that we're living in right now, honestly, Don, is my favorite house that we've ever lived in. And I personally truly hope that we get to live here the rest of our lives. Now, this is just a regular house. It's just a modest, normal, regular house, but it fits us. It's it our, fits it's our, our personality. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely fits our personality. It fits our family. It is beautiful and it's just, we feel so at home when we walk in here. It's kind of cool because there are even verses in the Bible that talk about having a wise and a strong house. In Proverbs 24, 3, it says, a house is built with wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. And of course, it's, it's, it's kind of using this idea of the structure of the physical house to talk about the home, you know, the home or the house, that place where the family lives is really, truly built by wisdom and it becomes strong by good sense. Houses are awesome. And there's only one problem, though, with houses. I've noticed over the years, you and I, Don, living together for 30 plus years of marriage, no matter how nice our house is, no matter how nice anybody's house is, and we've been to some incredible homes visiting some really cool people that had crazy awesome places. But no matter how nice they are, they always get dirty and need to be clean. I know. I wish they were self-cleaning. Wouldn't that be great if it was a self-cleaning house? Yeah. You can push button. That'd be awesome. Kind of like our self-cleaning yeah. oven. You just push the doorbell and suddenly the house gets clean like an hour later right. after you've been at a park or something. Even if you have a brand new house, the baseboards eventually will get dust on them. The vents, the ceiling fans, man, you just, we have to clean our house because we live in it. We love it. But because we live in it, obviously it gets dirty. Yeah, it gets used and it's our home. And that's the important part. So we wanted to ask you guys the question, who does the majority of work 
at your house. And we're talking about housework. Now, of course, the correct answer should be we do. Hopefully, you both said that together as you're listening to this. But sadly, in many homes, one, and often, even worse, the wife is stuck taking the largest amount of housework and childcare responsibilities. And that just is not the way it should be. Whether it's the husband or the wife, whoever, it needs to be a team effort. You know, it actually says, according to three Gallup polls that were conducted in 2019, full-time working mothers are a lot more likely than full-time working fathers to clean the house, prepare meals, and do laundry. Moms, they kept it up even when many parents worked remotely during the pandemic, which was noted in a Yale study. So it's very common that moms and wives tend to do the majority of the housework. Yeah, it's just not the way it should be. And we know that you guys know that when two people work together and work hard as a team, it's so much easier, so much easier. So what does it take to keep a house running well? You know, that wisdom, that strength that the Bible talked about that we, you know, read out of Proverbs. Well, we know we've ran into many couples where the wife refuses to cook or the husband refuses to help with chores around the house. But the house has to be built. It has to be strong. It has to, you know, have this foundation that's going to stand the test of time. Now, when it comes to cleaning our house, we don't hire a cleaning service. You and I, Don, we strap on our aprons. It's us. That's us. Okay. We don't have aprons. I throw in AirPods. Right. But I can honestly say I love cleaning day at our house. Why? Because I mean, we just had a cleaning day at our house the other day. And remember this, Don, I looked at you and I said, man, it was when we were done, of course, not when the house was a mess or it was dirty. But I looked at you when we were done and I said, I feel like a rich man. Our house is so clean. And so for me, a clean house makes me feel like I'm the richest man on the planet. We just live again in a normal, modest home, but having it clean, having it look really, really sharp, it makes all the difference. And I've noticed that. I mean, it doesn't matter how small of a house somebody has, insignificant, you know, that you might feel like your home is, when it's clean and well-kept, it looks awesome. Yeah, we both work full-time jobs, and so we go through life, it gets busy, and then after a few days, we'll look at each other and I'll be like, okay, we need to clean, we need to sweep, we need to, We even though we don't wear shoes in our house, for some reason, you still get dirt on the floors, and we just like... We have to clean. It's like my brain won't go further. I have to get a house, yeah. our house clean. Isn't that crazy yeah. though? You, you bust out the vacuum cleaner and you vacuum carpet that hasn't had shoes on it and it gets so full of dirt. It it's like, where is this stuff coming it from? Make any sense. It's crazy. So how do we divide the labor of work? And you and I really, um, we've had conflict over a lot of different things over 30 years, but really cleaning the house or the division of labor of household chores of building a strong house. That's just an area we've gotten into a groove in and I love it. Knowing what we do and don't do around the house, man, it's made all the difference for our marriage and it helps keep our home cleaner. So Don, you want to tell everybody, what do you do when it's cleaning day and I put in my AirPods and you crank up the music? What do you do? You know, I think we have it down to a science right now where I go straight for the kitchen. There are so many things in the kitchen that need to be wiped off. The countertops, the all the appliances, the I, we have to definitely clean the stainless steel. There's just a lot of sweeping. It takes a little while in the kitchen because we use the kitchen so often and it can get dirty because of the food. It really can. So it I can definitely get the I tackle the kitchen and the mirrors, the doors. Then I I like to sweep. I 
obviously we have a little sweeper, but it doesn't get everything. So I like to sweep and then mop from there. And then I go into the dining room, do the same thing. And then if there's any tables around the house, I'll wipe those off or the mirrors. But then you are doing a whole different thing. Yeah. Yeah. My grind is completely different. I head straight to the bathrooms. I've got like three different kind of cleaners and I just go for it. I hit the toilets first, then I'm onto the, to the sinks. And, and then I, you know, I mop the floors and I just love cleaning the bathrooms because I love a clean bathroom and it's just something I'm really used to and I enjoy. And then, you know, if you haven't gotten to the vacuum, I grab the vacuum and I vacuum every last piece of carpet I can find. And then I'll hit the floors if you haven't got to the floors yet. But it's kind of like we're making this one big circle. And when it's all clean, when it's all done, we meet up and the circle is complete. And it's great over time, over the last 30 years, this has changed because when I was a stay at home mom, I loved cleaning. I had way more time. So then I would just clean pretty much the whole house and then you would take care of the outside chores. But then as now, as we both work and our kids aren't in the house, now we just divide it 50-50. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. A few weeks back, there was a TikTok that went viral and it actually took off. And we were sitting on our couch watching the Today Show that morning and we were sipping coffee. And all of a sudden, this news clip came up and I began to actually feel kind of sad for this husband because he decided that he was going to take a video of his wife. So a husband walked in on his wife who was working out and everything around her was just a mess. He took out his phone and recorded it, but he actually put a statement over the recording of the video. And this is what he said. Today, I walked in on my wife working out while a newborn napped, said Phil McKenzie, who is 35 living in Canada. He said, our house was a disaster. Dishes needed to be cleaned. Laundry needed to be done, he wrote. And a million other things she felt she had to do. Yet I could not be more proud. She instead decided to take just a little time to herself that she deserved 10 times over. Always remember that you deserve time to yourself, said Phil. The mess and chores can always wait, but your mental health should never be sacrificed. So he was writing this. He was he had this video. He was writing, you know, in TikTok. So it was supposed to be a, a post of appreciation. Yeah, he was complimenting her. He was trying to say, hey, great job. You're taking care of your well-being. Yeah. So here he thought he was saying something positive. Well, honestly, it quickly just flipped and his comments were just appalling that came back towards his TikTok. Comments such as, um, please help her, someone wrote, or Someone else wrote, dude, try pitching in. Another person wrote, this video alone is my nightmare. Someone watching it pile on me and just clap. Congrats to me for keeping it all together. Another guy said, you know what? Step up, guy. Are we back in the 50s? And you live there too. So here he was trying to appreciate his wife and saying, I'm so glad that she's working out. And man, social media just took that and completely turned it around. Phil actually went on. We got to see him on the Today Show. He was talking a little bit. And he um, said that his wife of 10 years, with whom he shares, you know, sons Hudson, who's five and twins, and a three-month-old um, baby, they actually do everything together. He said, we try to show the real side of parenting in our videos, but then he went on to say that 
it's something they actually do. They share the housework. They share uh, taking care of the kids together. He drops the kids off a lot, and she, you know, while she's working. But it's something that they fully share together. Which but is really in cool. the video you couldn't see that. You could only see that she was working out, and he was commenting <laughs> on her taking time. So for now herself. he's the most loathed, hated man yeah, in North yes. America for 2023. Poor guy. I know. Here he was just trying to show appreciation, and all the people turned it around, and they kind of roasted him. I actually have a lot of compassion for this guy and how it turned out. He he wasn't trying to be mean, but it just flipped that way. So what about you guys? What about your household? How do you work together or not work together to keep it running? Or maybe it's just kind of stumbling along. And at times your household feels like it's ready to fall apart. What do you guys do? Yeah, because there could be a lot of conflict if you're not in agreement in this area over who is going to clean the bathrooms, who is going to do the laundry. Because those things have to be done, and both people, typically the husband and wife, both are busy, but so who's going to do it? So we highly recommend having a plan and living by it. We already told you that we split our household work by 50%. We each have our things that we like to do, and we work together as a team, and that's our cleaning day, and then we just relax, and I think we really unwind after the house is cleaned. It feels so good, and we get that team win together, but then there are some exceptions. I tend to do most of the mowing, the snow removal, and of course the grilling and smoking of meat. I guess I yeah. just love to do that. I don't think, I, I'm sure I'm doing that just as much for me, Don, as I, I am for like you. I actually like doing but, that too, but I know you really like doing I that. I love doing it. But Don, you do more of the cooking and the baking. Yeah. And part of that is not because we're a 1950s couple, but you're actually much better at it. And I, it's something I enjoy. It's relaxing to me to be able to cook and bake. Yeah. And you're especially good at the baking side, of course, cooking, but I love to shop. I, that's Girl, just one one of those things, grocery shopping. I I don't know what it is, but you send me into the grocery store with a list and it's my day off or a night. You know, I just just really enjoy it. Filling up that cart, getting the things that we need. It feels so gratifying. But you know, we often go grocery shopping together. Again, the key is to have a plan to know exactly who does what. So there's no conflict. Again, how do you do it? How do you build your household, you know, with wisdom and understanding? So when it comes to living during the week in between the bookends of of cleaning day, we have an agreement and that is clean up after yourselves. We just believe that if you make a mess... You clean up after yourself. Now, I'll go in sometimes and clean up after you, or sometimes you'll come in and clean up after me, but generally it's we just take care of whatever mess we've made. It's just so rude to leave a mess behind for your spouse. Yeah, we don't just take off our clothes and just leave them hanging around our socks or or our dishes. We really put our dishes in the sink or in the dishwasher, preferably, or we pick up our towel and we go put it in the laundry room, in the laundry basket. So we clean up after ourselves. We're not constantly picking up each other's stuff. Because honestly, I think that would drive me crazy. I don't think, I I think I would have a hard time with that. It would drive me crazy if you did that. Yeah. And I'm glad that we don't. I'm glad that we don't take advantage of each other. And hopefully you guys aren't as well. We're not trying to put ourselves on a pedestal, but we're just trying to say, don't do that. Don't leave a mess. Clean up after yourself. There is a funny study that Vanessa Edwards posted in regards to just chores and cleaning. I, I found it hilarious because it probably is true, but the study just made me laugh. And I know you laughed when you read it as well, but it found that 34% of people say their partner purposefully does home chores poorly to avoid doing them in the future. 
Like, how sad is that? Do you purposely do something poorly so you don't have to do it in the future? Like, <laughs> no, but but I do see the logic in no, that. I, I it never occurred to me, but I was like, wow, that's really smart. I'm just I, not yeah, that smart. That's true. I suppose like, if you like wiped a mirror and it just was, was way more smudgy and you did it on purpose, I would just want yeah. to do it all the time. I, and may, So maybe I should give that uh, a shot. <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, wow, this is really funny and honest. 34%. For sure. That's a third. A third of people. So many. <laughs> Obviously, they don't want to do the cleaning. They want to get out of it. And they want to heap more on their <laughs> spouse. Well, in talking about this whole idea of division of labor and chores around the house and making sure that we're building our house on wisdom and understanding on good sense, we came across something really awesome. It's a, a game, or should we say a deck of cards? It's about a 100 cards, and it's called Fair Play. And it's actually by an author by the name of Eve Rodsky. And she came up with this game, with this, you know, deck of cards. It's a legit game that you can play. It really is. It helps you divide chores. But it's it's not just like um, funny or helpful, but man, it's a real powerful tool. It is. And to set up the idea of the game, Eve says this. She says that sometimes women end up being the default for household chores, or she says the she fault. And I thought that was kind of interesting because it really matches the statistic, yeah. the Gallup poll one that you talked about earlier, Don. But what is the, the fair play game? What is it all about? Well, it's a game that helps you identify what responsibilities are most important to your household. Not all 100 cards will apply. And then you take the cards that apply and it helps you to divide up those responsibilities And it's really based, those cards, on what your household values. So you go through the cards uh, one at a time, and someone has to be willing to take that responsibility. I think this is a great option for couples who really are having a hard time dividing up the chores. Travis, you and I have gotten to a point where we both do what we like to do, and it takes almost the same exact amount of time. I'm very, I, I pay attention to detail. So that kitchen being really clean means a lot to me. And you like cleaning bathrooms. So you yeah. take those. But, it works really, yeah. really well. But I think what's really cool about this game called Fair Play or this deck of cards is it takes it to the next level because it, it really divides up household responsibilities. So definitely what you just talked about, Don, the household chores, things like that, but also like running the kids here or who's going to manage the money or maybe who manages the family calendar. And I like her rules that she came up with for the game. The first one is this. This is right from Eve. Here's what she says. All time is created equal. In other words, during her research process, Rodsky said that she found that men, women, and society view men's time as finite, like diamonds, and women's time as infinite, like sand and diamonds being not that many, but sand being like, there's all the sand in the world. I mean, there's just billions and billions and trillions of grains of sand on beaches. And I love that because that's where some conflict comes in, but man, all time is created equal on both sides. And we run out of time constantly. The rule uh, number two that she has for the deck of cards, the game, is number two, reclaim your right to be interesting. And this is refreshing. She says both you and your partner are entitled to time for yourselves 
and your passions. I like that. Yep. Yeah, I think every couple needs to get this deck of cards and every couple needs to go through them. Number three, she says, start where you are now. Have an idea of what you want and why you want to share the household workload. What would you like to get out of this shift? So in other words, when you make this change, what are some things that you're wanting to gain and what are some things that maybe you're wanting to get rid of? And again, that division of responsibilities can be a win for everybody. And number four, the last Last rule, she says, is establish your values and standards. After you and your partner decide which cards or tasks are most important to your family, you must discuss how the task will be handled and the details of each task are crucial, she says. That's true because honestly, if I went to go clean the bathroom and said I'll clean the bathroom, but I didn't say, hey, but I'm going to clean the toilet, the shower, the tub, uh, do the mirror, like... Those are really important details. So you can't just take one thing without taking the details of that thing. Yeah, and I think that's the whole point is you take fully that responsibility. She also says, hey, there's no reminders, no nagging, and no excuses. And I I like that. It's like... I'm taking the whole responsibility and I'm going to own it and no one has to get after me for those. So if you think this is something your household, your marriage could benefit from, man, we want to encourage you go to fairplaylife.com forward slash the dash cards and get those cards, go through them, evaluate them, find out if they're valuable to your household, your marriage, and then split them up, take responsibility and have fun with it. You are going to really enjoy. I just think it's so cool that there's actually a tool out there for couples to help with conflict when it comes to household chores. We know couples who fight a lot over household chores or they live in an extremely messy, messy house or one spouse has expectations of the other one that has to be spotless. That's not the way that marriage works. So it's great to have a tool to use to help make this process a little bit easier until you can get on the same page with this and create a schedule for yourself. Yeah, it's so important. And those extremes that you talked about are really, really, really relevant. Again, Proverbs 24.3 says, A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Wisdom says, hey, let's keep it clean. Let's keep it looking like a mansion. Good sense says, hey, let's split this up. Let's be a team. Let's work together. We can do it. It's going to be right. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Love in the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember, guys, you can do it. You can got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.